That's the sound of the coffee pouring. Welcome to the Doctor's Brew. I'm your host, Dr. Abdelaziz Al-Khayyab, and with us today is Fatma Kadhim. Welcome, welcome. Hi. She's a seventh-year medical student studying at Kuwait uh, University, and uh, interestingly, she has a very active outside-of-medicine life. She is also a national figure skater, is that correct? Yes. Very exciting, very cool, very unique guest to have on today. Uh, before we get into our topic, which is going to be about work-life balance, particularly in medical school, so a little throwback for you doctors out there and for you, other, uh, you medical students, uh, maybe something to tune into for some tips. Uh, let's talk about something very, very, very important, our coffee today. Uh, Fatma, do you remember uh, what's our coffee today? A latte. But not a latte. But not a latte. Okay. So, crime number one against coffee. Mm. Latte, the coffee must be... Um, Oh. So we have a no, a, an unusual coffee drinker yeah. with us today, but it's okay. We forgive her. I'm uh, trying something new. Good. At least. Always <laughs> try something new. Learn new skills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drink more caffeine. No. <laughs> um, today's coffee is from uh, HMC, um, which is down the uh, down the road from us here on the Gulf Road, one of their uh, their branches. Always, I always drink their coffee, and I like brewing it here whenever I'm working. So. Mm. Mm, that is good coffee. One last sip before we get into it. Get caffeinated, get, get ready. So let's get into our topic today. Uh, we are going to be talking about work-life uh, balance, particularly mm. in medical school. Uh, now, everyone knows that we suffer from burnout, and we've touched on this topic many, many times in this podcast because I think it's really important. Mm. Um, and it's a subject of how to balance your life and with someone who has such a unique outside of medicine uh, experience, uh, I, I think there's one of the best people we can have here today is uh, Fatma. And uh, she's going to give us a unique perspective in the fact that she's a medical student, uh, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So as a, you know, being a medical student versus a doctor, it's, it's amazing how just those few months when you start working, you forget a lot of the lessons that you picked up during medical school. Mm. And I'm a firm believer of learning from your colleagues. So like medical students, listen to medical students, trainees, listen to trainees. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's dive in here. Uh, Fatma, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. First of all, thank you for having me. Okay. It's an honor. Uh, so I'm Fatma. I'm a seventh year medical student at Kuwait University mm -hmm. and I'm a figure skater with the Kuwait Winter Games Club mm -hmm. here in Kuwait. Very cool. Uh, and yeah, that's me. Uh, for our international viewers, something I want to bring up to you guys. She is a figure skater in a country which is mostly <laughs> desert. For our international listeners. Take a moment to reflect on how cool that is and where we are in the world that now you can <laughs> skate on ice and in the middle of the <laughs> desert. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, I, I want to get into all this med the medical mm. school stuff, okay? But I find it super fascinating uh, that you're a figure skater. I've never met a figure skater. Tell us mm. a little bit about that. Okay, so it's actually something new I've started. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started in second year of medical school okay. and the reason was because I was feeling so overwhelmed and I needed like an outlet. Uh, I was uh, a member of Comsa, Kuwait Medical Student Association, and it was very like the work was very challenging. It was taking up a lot of time and energy mm -hmm. and I needed to just let it out and do something that's therapeutic and just a hobby, a new hobby. I just needed something new. 
Um, so since I've already done gymnastics and ballet in the past, I wanted something similar. Uh, and I found out on social media that there's a team, a skating team, and to us something new. They meet like every week in the skating rink. And I was like, okay, let me try and get so, in. Social media, right? Yeah. That's kind of cool because uh, I was just wondering, like, how did you even find out about this? Mm -hmm. It mm. was a random post, like, on the Explore page. And mm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and see what happens. So I went uh, on the day that they usually meet, mm -hmm. and I talked to the supervisor. And it was, I remember, in the middle of the skating season, like, it was March or something. So when I talked to her that I'd like to uh, join in, and before that, I prepared myself, like, I bought new skates. I uh, try to like uh, train myself, like learn some moves, so that I won't be an absolute beginner. Mm. Uh, so I was ready and prepared. Wait, so it was self-taught mostly, or yeah? In the beginning, I was self-taught. Really? Like, opened YouTube videos, and you can learn everything from YouTube and from just taking time. So. So yeah. are you saying that you're considering dropping out of med school <laughs> and then just watching YouTube videos? See, look. <laughs> the <theory>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, go on. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, so when I came, uh, she told me that it's the middle of the season and you can't join now. You have to wait till September. It's like okay, but then when when I was like going out of the rink, I was like, no, I want to try again and talk to the coach because I didn't want to wait all of these months. I talked to the coach and I said, can I, can you see me and I'm, I worked on my skills. I already know how to skate well. Can you just see me? And if you're okay, I joined the team. And she saw, and she's like, okay, Khas, you can join in. Yes, and it was, uh, it was actually something like very good because that summer was the first time that they did a training camp abroad. And I got to join in. And was oh, so you went like, abroad? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, this was the first of many training camps that they did. Okay. But it was very special. So I got to know the team mm -hmm. and I got to learn so many things in such a like small period of time. So it was everything was perfect. And then I just joined permanently with the team. And so now you're in the Kuwait national team. Mm -hmm. Okay, so w tell us a little bit about how the, this national team works. Uh, do you guys, mm -hmm. um, like, do you go to the Olympics? Do you, like, how does it work? Okay, so this is our end goal, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, we started first by going to training camps to level up. Uh, and we have weekly trainings at the club, on ice and off ice trainings. Because now since- off ice? Yeah, there's like something called on ice and off ice. Off ice is where you practice the jumps and the spins. And oh, so all it's not like skating on the sand or anything? No, no. Okay. But you have like a spinning <laughs> board and you like replicate the jumps off ice so that you can do them okay. on ice. It's very like important to have both. Uh, so we have the weekly trainings and the camps. And then we have uh, national competitions and international competitions. International competitions, uh, we've went uh, with, you know, with a few, uh, one in Dubai. Um, now, as, the, as the, um, like the sports club is expanding and there are more skaters and more coverage of the club, mm -hmm. um, for example, we had the opportunity, one of the skaters had the opportunity to join uh, the Youth Olympics last year. So it's slowly expanding and they're slowly providing opportunities for us to compete abroad, but it's a slow process. But this is how most sports federations like start. They start small and so yeah, we're having opportunities, but it depends also on the schedule of the skaters. So for example, for me, um, I'm still, yeah, I got to compete, but sometimes the competitions are at the same time as my exams or they just are not like um, 
I can't do them with my schedule, mm-hmm. my medical school schedule. So I missed out on some. But that's a co- that's okay. I mean, how does it you feel give and take. Like mm-hmm. because um, you know when we were talking, uh, I I forgot which episode number I think mm-hmm. episode three. I'm not sure. Um, with Doctor uh, Ghanim Al Hashash and also Doctor Bassam Al Malla. Mm-hmm. When we were talking about their outside pursuits, they were, you know, um, bodybuilding, and then for Ghanima uh, uh, it was Pilates. Mm-hmm. They treat it almost like a second job. Right. Do, would you say that's a level of dedication you have? Yeah. Really? It is. I treat it as one of my priorities. Really? But it does need to take a back seat sometimes because medical school and, like, education will stay as the first one. Mm-hmm. But I say, like, it's good to be flexible. Sometimes it will be a priority for like a small period of time, like the first one. Mm-hmm. But you just need to juggle them both. And because some sports, they require a lot of time and mental energy even. Yes. So if I don't give them much thought, like the figure skating, you need to be entirely um, focused and concentrated in always like improving your skills, improving your posture, improving everything in order to be in order to be just good enough in figure skating. Like, mm-hmm. if you stop skating for a while, even for, like, two weeks, you regress and you lose so many skills. So it is like a second job. You always need to... You always feel like you need to be on top. And yeah. so... But um, for you, yourself, mm-hmm. do you ever put med school uh, in the second... Like, you sometimes prioritize figure skating? Mostly no. But some days, mm-hmm. yes. And it's, uh, it's not because I wanted to prioritize figure skating, but because it is also like a, an outlet to relieve my stress and just to balance all of it. I uh, give it priority because I need it in order to be like, um, for example, if I have an exam and I need to just take a break, mm-hmm. I go skating instead of studying that day only, like one of the days that I was studying. And f- to me, it doesn't mean that I am forgetting about my studies. It means that I'm uh, like I'm relieving my stress and I'm like uh, trying to just recharge. You're doing something synergistic. Really. Yes. And so the next day, I'll be studying much be- better than if I just like you know. Sometimes the longer you study doesn't mean that you're um, achieving as 100%. much as yeah. you know. Actually, I I just experienced this. Mm. Um, I think it was yesterday where I realized that I was, because I'm right now studying for uh, some, of, uh, some of my exams for specialty training, mm. and um, I was realizing that I was spending a lot of time studying, but it was less fruitful than me actually breaking up my studying into like different chunks of the day, mm. you know? Yes, yeah. Uh, so sometimes the sprint is not actually... Mm. You uh, get burnt out. Like 100%. You put too many hours. It's I don't know about you. I fall asleep. <laughs> I, I, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah it happens. See, like you need fall asleep right different. on the, the keyboard and now hit the mic. Mm. Uh, now, just so we can get a bit of an idea how busy and the time commitment that re- this requires, mm. uh, how much time a week do you spend figure skating? Mm. So it depends on the clerkship that I'm going through at the time in med school, like okay. which rotation I'm doing. Uh, for example, right now I have more time. Uh, okay, so during the week, I go to maybe one to two trainings. Mm-hmm. It depends. Like when I was in uh, second year and third year, I used to go to more trainings because I had more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I go to like maybe once or twice a week. Uh, at times when it's like exam season, there are weeks where I can't go to the rink uh, because I'm busy studying. So it's very like it differs 
week by week and right. that's one of the like of the drawbacks because a lot of the other skaters they have a f they don't have like their schedule isn't chaotic everything is just the same every week and every month so they can get into a routine mm. it's harder for me like even when I'm training off ice, I'm going for runs and Shahid Park, for example, to just like the stamina. Mm -hmm. Even this, I can't put in a routine because uh, you know, when you're working, sometimes the schedule is different. You have to be 7 a.m. in the hospital, sometimes yeah. six, sometimes yeah. eight. Yeah. So everything, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that this is a challenge by itself, is that you're trying to schedule like what to do what to do and at what time yeah so you're constantly yeah. playing with the schedule yes, yes yeah it's too flexible yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay uh do you, would you say that right now uh skating for you is a necessity at this point uh i can live without it but <laughs> mm. it's an important part of my life it's something that's part of let's say my identity identity cuts <laughs> 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 I wouldn't even cut that. That's, that's gold. I love it. So identity. So anyways, talking about identity. Mm. Uh, Did you just? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> uh, God, this is the fun part. It's, it's, side note for everyone watching: this is part of the thing that I love about podcasts. Mm. That it's very chill. Um, it's not like uh, when I, I went on KTV and I remember the stress I felt there yeah, was so much more yeah. because I'm like, oh it's live. God. It's live. Yeah. Exactly. Because I was like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, there are like so many cameramen. And yeah. Here it's uh, this is more chill. Sorry. Definitely more chill. Anyways, back to identity. <laughs> mm, <back> to identity. <laughs> uh, so you'd say that skating is now part of your identity. Mm, yeah. Mm. And uh, OK. But when I mean like with it being a necessity, do you think that if you didn't have, have stayed is skate skating, mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't be able to minimize your stress in the most effective way? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, So I mean, like if w you didn't have skating uh, mm. in your life, uh, do you think that you'd be able to manage your stress as effectively? Like I'll give you an example for me. Mm. Some of my hobbies, I would say that they are essential to me you know mm -hmm. and it's like i cannot have this hobby out of my yeah. life because it will genuinely affect the way that i perform mm. would you say that about skating i guess yes but also if i didn't have it um <clears throat> in my life i could choose another hobby that can let's say replace it okay sorry if you're skating with uh, you i, I can, respect yeah. the honesty I, re I respect the honesty yeah i love it like i can't imagine life without it mm -hmm. but uh, what i mean is that it's just important for me to have another thing other than just studying okay so it's important for uh, to me to have something that i can move my body in that i can uh while i'm doing it i forget everything and it's like you know when you're skating you forget everything it's like just you and the ice and so that's why it relieves a lot of stress but a lot of sports are like that when you start doing them the moment that you're doing them it's just very therapeutic mm. so as long as there's something like that in my life it's it's good so if it's not figure skating it will be something else like running or mm. just any other sport or any other hobby any other art hobby or artistic like artistic or 
It's reading, interesting that you like bring that. that up, actually, because uh, I did a research project mm. in um, when I was in uh, medical school. Mm. And what I looked at was the effect of coloring. Uh, do you know mandalas? No. They're mm. like the... Um, I'm sure if I showed it to you, they're like uh, it's a it's a pattern where like mm. you have like a central like figure and then kind of lines uh, around it. Anyways, but you're coloring in these patterns, right? Mm. Um, I looked at what is the effect of coloring that on um, anxiety. I did a literature review on it, mm. and there was a lot of theories because a lot of people said coloring in itself relieves anxiety. Right. Mm. And the reason why is because flow. Flow is when your mind is fully engaged, and I I believe there are like. Mm. Um, there's different um, uh, determinants I need to look at the research again to be mm. able to tell you exactly of what determines flow and entering that flow state is a big thing that helps relieve uh, anxiety mm. so when you mention uh, figure skating you know and that you're forgetting everything else what I'm imagining is you're just in this flow state right that's all you're doing yeah so would you would you advise other medical students to seek out a hobby that mm. puts them in a flow state Yes, definitely. So mm-hmm. you articulated that very well. So uh, you're f- uh, you're fully present mm-hmm. while doing it. So you're in the flow. And yeah, I do uh, encourage all students to find something that puts them in that state, mm-hmm. whether it's something artistic, a sport, anything. I feel like it's a vital part of their health and their health will in turn affect their studies and will affect their life. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I want to kind of press you a little bit on your kind of your dedication here to figure skating Mm. so you said that you you have to treat it kind of like a second job right Mm -hmm. okay so here's the paradox for me Mm. Um, any other job brings stress inherently you know what I mean like Mm. even with me with with this podcast there there does come a level of stress that is included when I'm doing uh, another thing that I'm dedicating almost like a second job Mm. you know um and yet it's paradoxical because you, you're doing this to relieve stress, but it comes mm. with stress. That's true. Yeah? I guess you can say it's good stress. Hmm. Yeah, some stress makes you work harder hmm. and makes you just more motivated. So I guess figure skating is more towards that type of stress. Of course, at times the stress is too much. For example, when we have a competition, upcoming competition, uh, I'm very stressed because I just need to um, make sure that my routine is good, my skills are up to par. So it is stressful and sometimes it's too much. Um, but I guess you just need to find a balance. When it gets too stressful and you have other priorities that you need your full mindset on them, you just need to take a pause because it's not going anywhere. You can go back. For example, if you have an exam mm-hmm. and the stress is too much, it's now like not beneficial. Mm-hmm. You just take a pause because in the end you do have a medical career and mm-hmm. if that's your first priority it's always sometimes the skating or any sp- any sport needs to take a back seat right. so you just concentrate on your studies finish your exam you can always go back and sure maybe you'll lose some of your skills or you'll feel like you're aggressed but that's okay like as long as you have a pace and you're moving forward mm-hmm. I don't see a problem with that. Okay, let's play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Let's say I, I want to, I'm a person who says, no, you know what? I, I love mm-hmm. my medical career and I want to be a good doctor. Mm-hmm. But you know what? No, this sport that I'm doing is mm-hmm. my number one priority. And then my studying, that comes second. 
I want to get, mm. I want to pass my exams. I don't necessarily want to be, because we have this grind culture, you know? Right. Yeah. Everybody, oh, I want to be the best and the best. No, but mm. I've come across a few people yeah. who have said, no, you know what? I don't necessarily want to be the best doctor. Mm. This sport or hobby is my true passion. Mm. And medicine is my career. What do you think? Well, they they do have a point. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a fine line between you need to make sure that you're a safe doctor. Mm-hmm. Maybe because now I'm in med- medical school, so I just want to make sure that I'm touching all my bases and that I'm just getting the best out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is still like the first priority. But I get, I get where they're coming from. Uh, they need the sport to just fulfill some in their life and yani, they don't feel like medical school look i don't feel like medical school should be your entire life um i see it as just part of your life and some people like to have it as like their life is that healthy though i don't think it's healthy mm. but sometimes people just need to see what works for them sometimes that's healthy for some people they like to just focus on one thing and dedicate all their time to it mm. And while I see that it doesn't work for me, I guess it works for some people. You can see them. They have all their time committed to, for example, medical school. Mm-hmm. And it works for them. But it doesn't mean that everybody has to be like that. And if someone wants to have other things in his life, um, why not? As long as he's a safe doctor, yeah. um, he's uh, being a good doctor to his patients, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. That uh, I totally agree, and mm. um, the the thing that I, I I wanted to really touch up on there is the fact that everybody's different. Mm. Everybody has a different approach. Yeah. Some people want to, you know, medicine be their life. Some people don't, and I don't think that makes you a better or worse doctor because, like you said, in the mm. end, what really matters is your safety. Right. Yeah. If you pass your exams, you're treating your patients with the respect, mm. and you're treating them properly according to mm. guidance. You're good. Yes. You know. Um, So uh, going back to figure skating, one thing I wanted to ask you was about time. Uh, Mm. How do you exactly, literally like hours of the day, what what Mm. are what do you do? Okay. So again, it depends on the rotation. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So when I wake up, sometimes it depends so much on the rotation. Mm. Uh, but okay, so sometimes there are rotations where when I wake up, when I wake up, I have time to, for example, go take a walk. Mm. And okay, I'm going to details, but that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. I take a walk, for example, in Shahid Park, it's next to my house. So uh, or I do some like some sort of exercise at home. Uh, because that's the only time that I have before the chaos starts mm-hmm. of the day. Then uh, after uh, after work, when I come back, uh, I eat at home, <laughs> and then I start studying. Uh, and then, for example, we have trainings mostly like at four to six. So then I go to the ice rink and I train, and then I either come back and finish up my studying, or I study somewhere because sometimes like uh, you study well like when there are other people studying, so at the library or at a cafe. So it's just a matter of like, to me, in my mind, it just works for me that I just need to make sure that I tick off several tasks during the day. It and doesn't do you, matter do when. Do you decide the day of, or is it something that you pre? For pre-run? me, I decide the day off. Oh, yeah. This, I is, just, this is interesting because yeah. most people that I've spoken to have these outside pursuits. Mm. Usually, are very like I have this. I have to do this at this time, and I I've set it. Yeah. Quite in advance. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you're saying you're you're flexible with it. Yeah. To me, it's. 
I just don't know how to uh, plan because it's not that I don't plan. I just like to plan the day off mm-hmm. um, because to me, I have more of a like, a, uh, like the goal is mostly like for this month what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. not like every day. So for example, if I have a goal that I need to study this much for this month and I have to, for example, do this project this month, I just choose the days where I'm going to work mostly on the on the studying. Mm-hmm. There are days where I won't study. I'm just taking a break. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, yeah, I just plan the day off. It works for me. Now, mm-hmm. okay, so you're now a medical student, mm-hmm. right? Um, and again, this episode is more more geared towards yeah. uh, medical students. But mm-hmm. do you think that any of this is going to change? You're going to be a trainee next year, correct? Mm-hmm. So you're going to be a trainee yet next year. Yeah. Do you think that this approach is sustainable? Uh, to me, it will be, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe like as a trainee, uh, the schedule will be uh, better. Mm-hmm. So, better. Prob- yeah, better. Ooh. Not in terms that it will be easier, but it will be more like the fixed. timings. Yeah, the timings mm-hmm. are fixed, and then of course you have the on calls. But the on calls, I won't treat them as uh, days. <laughs> yeah, you lose. They're just. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Just on call day. <laughs> Uh, oh, you think it's day? No, no, no. It's oh, two days. Be- yeah, because essentially, the night before the on-call, you got to sleep only a little bit, mm-hmm. okay? So that you can be able to take, a, like, if you have some time in between or anything, like, so you can be able to nap during the afternoon, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the day of the on-call, you're, of course, on-call. Then the day after that... Your post-call. Your post-call, which means you are asleep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, it's so gonna be tough. The, the I, dream's getting shattered. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm already like expecting it. Yeah. Not to shatter, but it's gonna be a step down. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. So I guess going forward uh, for a trainee year, I'll have to plan mostly like my week instead right. of day by day. Um, the most important thing for me is there is a study time, a right. set time, and I don't go for like a goal of like I don't go. Um, adjusting the mic (laughs) i don't go for a goal more than like three hours of studying per day because to me it's just then tiring and then i don't study well just focused short but consistent so every day so limits as well that's another tip you yeah i set a lot of limits because once i go over them it's just not productive okay so things we've covered so far just Mm. tips for uh, medical students Mm. number one set your own limits yeah. Don't go over. D- don't compare yourself to others. Ooh, it's it's important that you just see what works for you. So cool. the first few years of medical school, you'll, you're going to be experimenting. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find out what works for you. For example, right. as you can see, some people, they can't plan the day, like every day, like by the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mm. cannot. I have to know what my day looks like the day before. Mm. So, yeah. 100%. And that works for you. Yeah. Um, so it's important for the people to find out what works mm. for them. So I have a friend who needs to plan out like the whole week and the whole month, like every day, what subjects she's going to study. And that works perfectly for her. Right. So she, su- she should just continue that. Yeah. Depends on the person that they will experiment and find out what works for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so other than the limits, um, you need to also have like um, general goals of what you want to do like in that specific year 
So, mm-hmm. for example, because a lot of students, they're continuously stressing over, for example, their extracurriculars, mm-hmm. their research projects, their electives, what they want to do in the future. And they just stress over it and overwhelm themselves be, uh, instead of, like, actually putting it into action. Right. So, um, I do encourage them to, like, open your CV every year, like, during the summer. Okay. And see, like, the general look. Because a lot of uh, students, they just go to every event because uh, the student associations, they have a lot of activities. So they just go to every event and it just builds up, but it doesn't matter how many. It's mat- what matters is the quality and mm-hmm. like what type, what are you striving for, what are you going for? Mm-hmm. So um, when they look over their CV, they're gonna see the gaps, what they want to fill this year. Right. And then just keep in mind like the months that they want to focus on specific things. For example, they want, and set limits, one research project mm-hmm. for the next two years. They they don't have to be like too aspirational because then maybe they'll get too stressed and then not do anything. So I so I I like that tip about Mm. you know putting limits and being uh, being aware because I think all medical students and doctors Mm. uh, fall into this trap of wearing a very very I don't know if the word is cutthroat but very intense Mm. career. True. You know, everybody wants to be the best best best. Uh, enunciation problems <laughs> uh, everyone wants to be the best everyone yeah. is trying to push and push and push mm. and you don't want to burn out you know mm. uh, what was it the myth of uh, Icarus uh, mm. the boy who flew too close to the sun and then ended up just burning and fa- uh, falling down mm. That's uh, yeah. Sa- yeah. Uh, same thing mm. uh, right comparison. Yeah. so uh, in terms of um, how you deal with stress there's one stressor I wanted to ask you about because mm. it's a stressor I experience okay I often feel guilt when I have something mm. outside of medicine. And this was also as a medical student. This is not only now. Yeah. When I have something outside of medicine, mm. I often go, oh, I feel guilty. I should be studying right now. Right, yeah. Do you get that? I do. Mm. I used to get it more before. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're choosing mindfully what activities you're doing for rest. And, for example, some people, they're just passing time by watching TV shows, for example. Guilty. I do it too. But as long as you're mindfully choosing that this is my time to relax or my time to do another activity, it doesn't have to be that, um, it will help you to not feel that guilt because you're choosing that time for rest and because you know and you remind yourself that you need a time of rest in order to be able to like perform better yeah. and like, function yeah. as, as a medical student. So I guess that's what helped me is that I'm choosing times to relax and I remind myself that it's important. And it's not even just something for me to just enjoy my mm-hmm. life. It's actually like needed. Like I need that time in order to be a better student. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think that um, maybe some people look at you differently for having something outside of uh, work? Like mm-hmm. in the, uh, how can I put this? Like imagine, a bunch of people are talking and then uh, they they look at you and you're talking about, oh, I'm in med school and I also do this. And then they, mm. they're just like, oh, how are you in med school? How do you have time for this? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that something that ever has popped up? Um, they are. Uh, they do like they are confused, not confused. <laughs> they're just like, oh, you have time for that. They're like, mm. that's the biggest question that mm. pops. It's like, how do you have time to do both? Yeah. I think it's a there's a there's a prior. I think we're entering a bit of a shift 
mentality-wise mm-hmm. with medicine uh, and on a global level where we are starting to accept that maybe medicine is shouldn't be all consuming mm. and maybe we yeah. should have things outside of our cre- uh, careers mm. just for our health mm. i do agree yeah mm. and because as you mentioned like previously about the burnout it's mm-hmm. it's so true at it happens to a lot of students including me mm. it's like okay this is a bit vulnerable but like in the beginning in the first few years of medical school i was very active in medical school so other than my studies i used to like uh, organize a lot of like campaigns like events and just extracurriculars in general like and also research projects and just all over the place so um although it made me feel like i'm like uh, being productive and doing a lot of things and adding to my cv um it did cause me to burn out like by fifth year i was so burnt out so i like fifth year all of it it was just like a year of rest for me i mostly just studied and did the sports on the side and i didn't do much other than that and some people were like i remember they were like oh you don't go like you don't organize events anymore like what happened and i'm like i'm just resting and And although I'm not uh, regret, you know, I'm not regretful that I worked in the first few years mm. because uh, it's really like paid off. Yeah, yeah. And now I don't need to even work that hard anymore. Not on my studies, but on the extracurriculars <laughs> because I already built so much and yeah. I don't need to. But it did. If it was less intense, maybe I wouldn't have burnt out so intensely in the yeah. middle of medical school. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that. balance as we're saying is important and don't be intense or like work too much on either like side on mm. your studies nor or your like on your extracurriculars and also your outside like do you hobbies. think there's any warning signs you would advise somebody if um like let's say an extracurricular is getting too much mm. you mean like um when do they know like that they have to stop yeah Um, when they see that it's consuming uh, their time and their mental energy to the point that they can't study. Okay. Because sometimes, for example, they're doing an extracurricular and they just can't stop thinking about like the next tasks. And mm. it's it's a bit hard for them. And then they suffer like study-wise. And because they're suffering study-wise, it adds stress on organizing whatever they're doing. Mm. So... I guess uh, I guess what I encourage them is to ask for for help. Right. And like don't be shy to ask for help. Like I know a lot of students they feel like yes, uh, I am capable of doing it myself, which they are, mm-hmm. but they feel like it's not okay to ask for help and like needs some something for, uh, need someone to help them. Uh, they feel like no, I should handle the stress. I should handle all this workload. Mm-hmm. When no, you have people around you that can help you out, lessen the load. Um, and that way you won't be like burnt out by what you're doing. Yeah, so, I mean, it, yeah. it's good to be mindful of if you're doing something to avoid burnout, yeah. don't end up being more burnt out. Yeah, and choose your workload. Just because mm-hmm. someone can juggle like three projects at once doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you have to do the same. Mm-hmm. It's just what you do you and be proud of that. Yeah. And that way you can be consistent because mm-hmm. if you don't, you just suffer. <laughs> And you know one thing that I I want to remind you mm. as a medical student now is that one thing that y- people are really gonna, really gonna like when you're applying for your boards and everything they're mm. gonna like seeing these outside pursuits. Mm. The, it, it's funny how we think that we need to make our lives all medicine, mm. 
but in fact people who are accepting you to specialty training who let's say they're the ones who are judging your medical career mm. don't want someone who's only obsessed with medicine they right, want yeah. a well-rounded individual mm. you know who was in hospital in uh, hospital slash um, university pursuits and yeah. outside and mm. uh, speaking about university uh, I wanted to ask you about the university and their role in supporting you in your extracurriculars do you think they play a, uh, a role, and maybe maybe less so with figure skating, because I imagine there's no ice rink in KU. Mm. <laughs> uh, but in general, like extracurricular-wise, what do you think is the role of the medical school in that? Yeah. Okay, so if I'd be honest, uh, so far uh, they don't really have much of a role in in uh, the physical like aspects of like the physical well-being. Like there's no sports or wellness. Really? Pro- yeah. Uh, That's interesting because mm. in Manchester we did have uh, like, you know, there it was an ice hockey society. Oh, nice. Actually, I don't know if it was yeah. ice hockey or floor hockey. Anyways, mm. uh, sports, you know, there were different yeah, sports. And I there was do feel like it's it. beneficial, like it's something that should be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not, unfortunately. And if there is something, it's under the Kuwait Medical Student Association. So they are or- organized sometimes like sports things and like just... Uh, events to like for student well-being mm-hmm. uh, but i do hope that in the future they start to establish that under like the faculty and not under the students uh, mm-hmm. association um i do feel like for example at least to have a gym like or a wellness center mm-hmm. in the faculty so that people are encouraged to just move their body and from that they can start having like teams or programs for each sport mm-hmm. maybe under the kuwait university like under the umbrella of kuwait yeah, university yeah. maybe there are teams mm-hmm. but um, everything like doesn't reach ku medicine like ku medicine is always like its own planet <laughs> okay even yeah even like events i mean we're always on our own mm-hmm. so it's something good and bad okay uh but yeah so for sports if there was maybe we don't even know about it so but yeah. what do you think, as somebody who's now engaging in sports outside of university, yeah. what do you think would be beneficial to you as a medical student to mm. have this offered by your university? Mm. It would be good in terms that I'll be like, uh, not endorsed, but uh, uh, supported mm-hmm. by me- my med school. Um, and I hope in the future students will have that opportunity because mm-hmm. it would help them be supported, yani, so that maybe it will, uh, I don't know. Do you think it help with time management at least? It will. Yeah. It's good that uh, the your university sees you as that you have this pursuit. Mm-hmm. So for example, it would be good, for example, because in fifth year, I had a training camp abroad for skating yeah. um, with the team. And so uh, they sent like this formal letter that uh, can she like go abroad for this one week? And they just said, you can't. And it was during uh, my community medicine rotation and that was online. So I could continue online while I'm doing it. And while I do understand their point of view, they just want to make sure their students are attending and they're just trying to show that it's a priority. You can tell but I guess if there was a team under KU Medicine, there would be more support and we would find like a, 
uh, a, like a midpoint between us and just yani, try to find uh, a compromise in order to support the students both uh, both educationally and like in their other pursuits. I think this is a really interesting point mm. um, because for me in high school, mm. uh, we uh, had a lot of um, extracurriculars in the in the school, mm. and sometimes this extracurriculars would include even so far as to travel. Right. Yeah, yeah. I went on a service trip to Nepal. I mm. went to The Hague for MUN. Um, there's there was a lot of things to do besides just studying as a high school student, mm. and I think for myself at least, it was essential to my development as right. a person. It made you evolve like into a better well person, a better person. Exactly. Yeah. And why do we not want that of our doctors? Mm, that's true. We mm. are, are we making physicians that should be, um, you know, really well-rounded to better treat their patients? Mm, I agree. And they already have like this one step forward, like they support students, for example, in the debate teams in um, conferences mm. abroad uh, for medical students. Really? So it is a step in the right direction. It's just it would be good to expand more, more to include all these uh, other activities. Yeah. It would be good. Mm. Because definitely like if exercise isn't a part of wellness, mm. then, then what is? You know mm, exactly. Um, this is a it's a it's, it's a really interesting point uh, point to bring up about uh, uh, the med schools. Mm. Yeah. Um, now beyond that, do you have any plans going into now uh, as a doctor because you're gonna be shifting your mindset now? Like le- uh, let's notice how throughout this discussion we mm. were saying how did you gauge your time mm. and uh, like that if something's taking too much or not mm. and. Uh, Usually you'd say, my studies, my studies, my studies. Mm. Pretty sh- soon you're not going to be studying. <laughs> I mean, you're always <laughs> right. studying. You have yeah, boards right. and everything. Mm. But the dynamic is different because there's less of that, oh, if I don't study, I lose my degree. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? So right. uh, do you have any uh, like thoughts of how you're going to integrate uh, skating into your mm. life in the future? Um, I feel like this is a question that I should ask you. So do you feel <laughs> like when you're working... Um, Sometimes you still need to study, right? Mm-hmm. But not as much. So so for you, when you get back yeah. home after working, do you feel like you can just um, just do whatever you want the rest of the day? Or are there like uh, commitments for your work that you need to continue or work on? Um, well, first, I'd like to just mention how you are the first mm-hmm. guest, and I applaud this, ha- mm-hmm. who's hit the Uno reverse card for <laughs> me on this podcast. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> No, no, I, I applaud it, <laughs> and in fact, I hope I hope to bring Uno cards <laughs> in the future in case anyone does this again, so I can put you the put Uno. Rever- yeah, I think that'd be a good prop to add. Uh, okay, so <laughs> going back to your question, sorry. So your question was, how has my dynamic changed, kind of with my extra curric- like not curriculars, like things outside of medicine? Yeah. Do you feel like? When you finish your like at two p.m. or whenever you do finish, mm-hmm. it, can you spend the rest of your day like with your other commitments, or are there like ongoing things that you need to do for the next day? Mm. If it's not studying, is there like something else that takes up your time? So the truth about about it for me is that I have a lot of uh, a lot of things going on besides the podcast and besides the hospital and besides even uh, studying. Mm. You know, I have a, a few things going on because. And I've discussed this quite a few times with uh, some of my colleagues, uh, mm. and it was really interesting. Once you're working, your outlook on the prioritization of life kind of differs. Mm. 
So let's say, for example, when you look at social obligations. Mm -hmm. As a student, looking at social obligations, you're like, oh, I'll, always, I'll have the rest of my life to socialize. Mm. I'll have the rest of my life to do X, Y, Z. Once you're working, that is your life. You're now, you've entered adulthood. I mean, you've, you've been an adult for a while, but I mean... Mm. But more. Mo more of, yeah. yeah. And so the, the threat is totally different. So I'm not, when I miss out on a day of studying, I'm not sitting here concerned I'm going to fail my exam and lose my degree. My, my threat is more like I'm going to delay a year maybe in going for my specialty, for example. Mm. And yeah. I'm not saying that's not a big threat. I'm just saying that it's different when other things start to have bigger priorities in your life. So that's mm. the first thing that uh, I'd like to clarify. Uh, as in that's changed for me mm. because definitely my priorities changed absolutely after right that doesn't mean that the stress goes away <laughs> <laughs> the stress is, uh, is still there and um, I mentioned this actually I think in my KTV interview you got to be comfortable with the stress mm. I think that's the biggest definer in how you're gonna be able to go forward is if mm -hmm. you're gonna you get comfortable with that that level of anxiety and then and you mentioned this earlier good stress mm. find that peak level of stress because there is a peak level right where it's your friend like exactly mm. you notice how in the summers if you're sitting and you're not studying you just kind of get lazy right in everything you do mm. even the way you go out you, your friends will tell you oh can you want to go out to I don't know something 15 minutes mm. away you're like oh I'm not in the mood mm. you, you just know? need like more routine Yes. Like you lost it. Right. All of this works together. Mm. You know what I mean? So there is that teetering back and forth, mm. you know. Um, but uh, you have to find for yourself by trial and error, mm. underline error, you need to find that peak mm. balance. And it's okay to fail. And right. the nice thing, the one uh, again, the nice thing after you graduate, and this is something to really look forward to, is the fact that the threat of losing your degree is not there of course as long as right. you're being a safe doctor but it's such a nice feeling to to maybe skip one day of studying mm -hmm. and not feel that overwhelming guilt of i wasted four years of my life mm -hmm. so that's how it's changed for me uh, this has been mm -hmm. our first <laughs> uno <laughs> reverse card on the doctor's brew <laughs> but it's a nice outlook Annie. uh thank mm -hmm. you we thank learn you. from each other 100 percent and that's exactly what the doctor's brew is about is mm. learning from everybody across all the ranks in the medical specialties because mm. i think even though this episode is really geared towards medical students i think uh plenty of uh, doc uh doctors trainees and who knows even maybe consultants mm. alike mm. can tune in or at the very least people who are interested in uh skating mm. in kuwait <laughs> um well that's pretty much everything um, mm. that i wanted to ask um, I just want to thank you again for being such a great guest. And uh, thank you for being the first medical student uh, on the podcast. <laughs> We're kind of broadening right now our, uh, yeah. our reach. And um, I hope to everyone that lis uh, listened that uh, this was uh, useful to them. So really, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, and any final words you want to leave us with? Um, this is a very pressured. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, خلاص, this is the conclusion <laughs> of our podcast. <laughs> oh, <that was> okay. <laughs> Just to let you guys know what happened. <laughs>
the the mic uh, got tipped over. So I think that's a good cue out to the ending there. That's the last sip of coffee for the day. Uh, a final special thank you to our guest and uh, tune in uh, next time. Thank you for having Hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Doctor's Brew. New episodes to listen to with a cup of coffee coming your way every Sunday on YouTube and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates. See you next time.